Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. This is Naz. Ashley. Lauren. Man, we haven't been in the same room in how long? A long time. A month? Like, a long time. You guys, it's getting so hard being friends with Ashley and Lauren because it's, like, <laughs> literally I, what I would imagine is, like, being friends with J-Lo. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, how's Ashley doing? I'm like, I don't know. They're in Zimbabwe this week <laughs> taking photos I next to giraffes. I, I couldn't no imagine <laughs> someone who travels more. So, yeah, no, I know. Probably like I J-Lo. actually can't either. Well, just for my past couple of weeks where I went from L.A., to D.C., to Canada, to St. Lucia, to Boston, to L.A. Yeah. In 12 days. Not even, Lauren. It was a Friday to a Monday. So a Friday. So wow. 10 days. 10 days. This is our first podcast of 2018 where we're together. Yeah. Because the New Year's one, I was in Miami. Mm-hmm. You guys were home. And yep. then, Lauren, you were home. Yeah. And me and Ashley and were Naz here. And and I recorded, too. Yeah. And then we were in... I was in Orlando and you guys were in St. Lucia. So crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, so sorry my voice sounds like this, guys. I have laryngitis. So suck, sucking too much uh, popsicles, you know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, we've loved the feedback that you guys gave us from last week's episode um, about me and Naz. Naz and I call Naz and me calling our crushes. No, Naz and I. Uh, me calling my crush. No, so Naz and me calling Naz my and crush. Me calling our crushes. Naz and I calling our crushes. That's what sounds better to me. I yeah, know because that's I what's correct. Yeah, yeah. You guys let us know. All right. <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> you guys, your messages are hilarious. I wish I could have partake partook in that. I know, me too. But I literally couldn't think of one person who didn't know I had a crush on You're them. You're just so cool, Lauren. I'm just so cool. I would just text them. <laughs> like, hey, you're hot. Well, one thing we want to definitely do is get some Bachelor people on here to call their crushes. I yes. think that would be so hilarious. So tell us who you'd really like to have call their past. Right. Oh, FYI, everyone's sending me Ghostbuster emails. Only email me your ghosting story if you're willing to confront your ghoster <laughs> on the podcast. Because uh. I love your guys' stories, but every time I email you and I'm like, okay, what's the number? You're like, no, 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 I don't want to confront them. <laughs> and I just want to let you guys know that's the whole point of the segment yeah. is to um, have you confront your ghoster on the podcast. So anyways, we love you guys. But today is an awesome podcast episode because there's this woman named Jen who listens to the podcast and she's a professor, you guys. Professors listen to us. I know. It's so ridiculous. crazy? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. And she is a communication consultant and she emailed all three of us this really interesting email and she's going to tell us about the stages of a relationship. Apparently there's five stages when you get in a relationship and five stages when you're on your way out of one. Oh, stop. This is fascinating. So we both went back and forth with her, but I didn't know these specifics. That's great. Yeah, they're so dope. And a couple of you guys actually sent me questions that I'm going to ask her after she's done explaining all of them. Yeah, and she's been a podcast listener. So she said that there's some questions that we've 
pondered that she has professional theories too. So, so interesting to get that. Okay, we're gonna get Jen on the phone now. Let's call up Jen. All right, guys, we got Jen on the line, and she is a professor at what university, Jen? I'm at Fullerton College and at Chafee College out here in Southern California. Ooh, go SoCal. And Jen, can you just tell us and everyone a little bit about what you do? You're a communication consultant, right? Absolutely, yes. So first and foremost, I'm a professor of communication studies. This is my 16th year. I absolutely love my job. Um, So like I said, I teach at those two colleges out here in Southern California And then I also teach at the California Institute for Women, and that is a local prison out here in California. And then my other job is communication consulting, which is basically I go into businesses. If they need help with communication, I got them. Wow. Sounds awesome. So we know that you're an I don't get it listener. How did you find out about us? I am an I don't get it <laughs> listener. Um, I'm a huge Bachelor fan. Thank so, you. Yes. So uh, <laughs> been listening for been listening to the podcast since the beginning. Ooh, yes. Thank you so much, Jen. As a Bachelor watcher and as an I don't get it listener, um, what are my issues with communication? <laughs> That's a good question. Was that Ashley? Yes. <laughs> um. You know what? I love how vulnerable and honest you are. I think that's fantastic. I don't know if you have issues with communication. I think that, I think um, actually all three of you, I love actually how much you communicate. Thank you so much. And I think that's kind of um, a lost art in our world. I don't know if you guys agree, but. Yeah, we're trying to bring that back. We definitely yeah, tend to do. put up friends, whether it be on social media or on face-to-face communication, which unfortunately, even face-to-face communication, in my opinion, is really lacking these days. And that's one of my goals with my students is really focusing on how can we better be better face-to-face communicators along with you know, communicators on social media or those other mediums that we're communicating on. Right. Well, Jen, we are so excited because you emailed all three of us previously about this, but what we think is most interesting and what we want um, you to tell us and our listeners to hear are what are the five stages of getting into a relationship and the five stages of getting out of one. So if someone is, has a crush on someone, they know like what stage they're in. And if someone is scared that they're about to be, get broken up with, maybe we can give them a heads up of like what those signs are. Love it. Okay. So we're going to be going over nap stages of relational development. This is something my students love to talk about. I love to talk about it. I find it fascinating and interesting. So we're going to go over five stages of coming together and then five stages of coming apart. Now, when Nap came up with these, um, with this theory, he basically said these stages should be done in order for the most effective relationship. And you guys, if you have any questions, comments, just chime in at like any time. Okay. I want it to be more interactive. Okay. We will. Um, okay, good. Um, so the very first stage is called initiating. And so this one, like, the, like all these, the names kind of basically tell you what they are. But initiating, you show you're interested in someone, you make contact with them. It can be in person or it can be on social media or online. And it's a very quick stage. Um, the biggest part of this stage would be physical attraction. So unfortunately, if the physical attraction is not there, you probably won't progress 
past this stage? And have you guys found that in your kind I of love that you just said that because, you know, I'm on the apps now and I'm swiping. And it's funny because this was some guy that I used to date. I wasn't necessarily physically attracted to his picture, but I really liked his personality. But now I'm finding out that I really just don't want to swipe on anyone that I wouldn't get in bed with, to be honest. Yeah. And that is extremely common. And that's unfortunately one of the downfalls, in my opinion, in um, dating that way. Now, I actually met my husband on Match.com uh, 16 years ago. Oh, wow. but Match was around 16 yeah. years ago? No, I mean, I it like, was, it was the very beginning <laughs> stage. It was the very beginning and it was super taboo. So like dating online was super taboo. So when we would introduce um, ourselves to people, we would say we met at a bar just to like not make it weird. My boyfriend still um, lies about the whole Tinder situation that we met on. Really? He still lies. (laughs) Yeah. I know it's, I feel like it should be better nowadays, Um, but with the the physical attraction thing, I watch Married at First Sight. It's like my favorite show. And I guess that kind of is... Like, a lot of people aren't attracted to the person they're matched up with, but then after time, they come to be obsessed with them. So is that, like, that's just a little bit of the time that happens. Yeah, so I was going to say, is this more of, like, a modern era thing? Because people are meeting so much digitally and not so much in person where there's a different kind of chemical reaction as far as attraction goes? Yes, absolutely. So, um, and that's just... It's huge. Like physical attraction is huge in the initiation stage. Oh, and I forgot to say this, you guys, but this is for romantic relationships, but this model works for friendships as well. Like this. Yeah. So when you initiate with a a friend. That's how I became friends with Lauren and Ashley. I was was going to say, that's why Naz and I are friends. I was like, you're pretty. No uglies. Oh, great. I love your lipstick. Like, yeah. Oh my God. That is how we met. That's actually how we met. I was like, are you wearing Ruby Woo? That's so funny. Exactly. So it's just like clothing or lipstick or hair or whatever. But um, so initiating, then you move on to the next stage. Well, you can end it there. Obviously, you can end it and be like, no, thanks. But then you move on to the next stage, which is called experimenting. And this stage is the small talk. It's the questioning. It's kind of where you experiment. And this stage can be uh, quick for some people or last several, several, several dates, depending on how much you want to experiment. Now, if you have what I call the list, um, I think we all kind of have like a list of things that we want in someone or we don't want. The longer the list, the harder it is to get past experimenting. So if, for example, my list was kind of long when I was in the dating stages. And so I didn't get past experimenting very often because I'd be like, nope, like you didn't check that off my list or that was one of my deal breakers. So I don't know if you guys do that too. Like you don't, can't get past experimenting because of your lists or whatever. Well, is it possible to be in the experimenting stage for years? <laughs> um, <laughs> just asking for my big, asking for my big. Um, to be honest no. in this model, no <laughs> experimenting usually doesn't last longer than I would say maybe well, let's just put it dates wise. It's not going to be more than probably four, four dates. Okay. It's usually pretty quick because then you're like figuring out either you want to continue on or you don't. Okay. So this um, is when you figure out like, I want to hang out with this person more or not. Yes. And I don't know if you remember, I want to say the guys were on a podcast. I think it was Wells, Jared yeah. and Cupcake Maybe, And they were talking about, was it them that were talking about the brunch date? Yeah, yeah, the lunch dates, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that is brilliant for this particular stage because you really can experiment, right? Like, that's a great time to just have the experimenting stage happen versus going to a movie where you don't really get to experiment that much, et cetera. So I think, um, I think that was good advice that those guys gave. We need to get them back on or at least like another group right? of guys because that was such a favorite <laughs> Never... episode of mine and the audience. Well, I think we need eight microphones and we should all be on it together. I think that Very would be really insightful. interesting. I um, think that would be hilarious. That would be amazing kind of back and forth. Right. And the last thing I want to say about experimenting guys is, I'm kind of big on no one night stands if you're looking for um, kind of a serious relationship because what a one night stand says is that I'm jumping stages. So does that make sense? Yes. Right. All right. Hold on, guys. I just want to stop for a second and talk to you guys about Beachbody On Demand because it is my jam. It is an online fitness streaming service and it gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective world-class workouts. And guys, it's just so easy. Like they also have extensive nutritional content and it's proven to help people achieve their health and fitness goals. It's definitely helped me with mine. I personally hate my arms and there's so many great arm workouts on there and there's like unlimited amount of workouts. They have this one called 21 day fix, which I personally love. And if you like yoga, they have this three week like yoga retreat also on there, which is really, really cool. Um, and they have over a million members. So if that doesn't prove to you guys that the shit works, then I don't know what will. It's amazing. So today our listeners can claim a free trial membership. All the I don't get it listeners will get it. And all you have to do, this is so easy, is take out your phone and text get it, G-E-T-I-T, to 303030. Again, that's get it, G-E-T-I-T, all caps together, to 303030, and you'll get full access to this entire platform for free. I have one more question about experimenting phases. Yes, yes. Um, Do you find that millennials stay in this phase longer than other generations? It's a great question, Ashley Akinetti. Thank you. Um... You know what? I actually don't know. Because men are waiting so much longer to get married now. Like yeah. when we had Cupcake yes. on the podcast. So maybe these men, you know, want to keep you around and experiment and experiment because they're experimenting with the other a million fish in the sea. Gotcha. So they're doing multiple experiments and finding yeah. out. They're, they're, like, they're like mad <laughs> scientists. They're scientists. They're mad scientists. So no, scientists. that makes so much sense. I'm going to have to talk to that. I'm going to have to talk to my students uh, about that because they're in that, that group. So that is like a great point. Well, I guess Are this we... will all depend like... on what the next stage is because we don't know what it right. is yet. And okay. before we move on, and I'm so annoying. I'm so, so sorry. I keep coming up with different questions. But I use the NZ's Sorry Modern Romance book as like the Bible on millennial love. What a bummer about this whole sexual harassment. He yeah, didn't it's like a whole shit. other conversation. So let's just pretend Aziz is just fine and not under scrutiny right now. <laughs> Um, he talks about how, you know, even a hundred, like a hundred years ago, if even that people were like marrying people within a mile of their house and like people's lists were a lot shorter. It was more of like, everything was practical, you know, like, is this a provider? Is this somebody who I can actually have kids with all of that stuff is like, there were like semi attraction there, but now our lists grow so much longer because our ability to reach so many more people is there yes absolutely which is why i would assume that the millennial experimentation phase is and you wait longer longer because your husband could be in you know 
Italy, Canada, like, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so- I think, and to Ashley's point, and I think that's a fantastic point, is with uh, things changing so much nowadays, it's, you can experiment longer because there's so many other people out there. Right. It's not like, okay, like, I better just make this experimenting thing work so I can move to the next stage because I don't know if there's another guy in the next 14 miles or whatever. So I think that's a great point. So what's the next stage, though? Okay, so the next stage is called intensifying. And this is the best stage of relationships. Um, Yes, in friendships and in romantic relationships. It's also known as the euphoric stage. It is just the best. Like you are. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) You're spending so much time together. You see each other all the time. You have, if it's, if it's romantic, you probably have like really heightened physical intimacy. Get yourself some of that Astro Glide, you know, whatever. Um, How do you you know they're a sponsor? (laughs) (laughs) I listen to the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which, by the way, is fantastic. (laughs) Astro Glide. Astro Glide. Well, there you go. If you're intensifying, you might need it. So, um, then, and then if you have like friendships or things of that nature, you would have like really strong emotional intimacy or what we call intellectual intimacy, like sharing ideas all the time, getting excited about sharing ideas about your goals, about your life, and all these things. And so, this is all intensifying. So, how long do you guys think? Just from your experience, and there's no right or wrong answer. We, we just have like three studies months, and whatnot. Three months. Oh, wait, let's go okay. around the table here. Okay, well, go around. Don't look at me. I said three months. Two to three months. Well, I, I thought I heard that the, that euphoric stage can last a year to two. I have no idea. I thought it was two years until right, well, like it settles down. Actually, well, I, I well that one serious relationship I did have, I would say intensifying lasted like three months. Okay, what's the right answer? Uh, so wait, Lauren said three, I, Naz said three. Ashley said a year. I said it could be up to two years. Okay. So the most common amount of time is six months. Okay. And the reason, well, do you guys have any ideas as to why it lasts around six months? What, what do you think happens kind of after that? I do. What, Ashley? She literally Ashley physically raised, her, raised hand. her hand. I took a class, oh. in, <laughs> I took a class in college called the uh, the psychology of intimate relationships. So I feel like I, I maybe had oh, your you know. sure. <laughs> so is it there a time, and I also read too much cosmopolitan it's um that's what it is you know (laughs) um i think biologically our bodies um have to readjust because if we live in that heightened state of like oxytocin for too long that we don't become um like people who can like go out and work and do things like that like so biologically we we need to settle down and don't your cells biologically change every six months too aren't you like a different no that's like every 10 years Oh my gosh, I have no idea about cells changing every six months. But you know what Ashley is saying is true. You can only sustain kind of that euphoric heightened thing for so long um, because then you have like a new norm now. Your body has like a new new norm. So that's part of it. Um, Part number two would be that for the most part, we are our best, best, best self in the first, you know, three to six months. Mm-hmm. So it so can that's really why everything goes so downhill after. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it can really only last so long before you really start to feel, um, and it's not even a bad thing, but it's a new comfortable. Yeah. You get to that really comfortable stage where you feel 
just really comfortable with the person. Lauren, I feel like um, you can speak to this well. On, at six months, exactly. It was like our, my six month anniversary, whatever, with my boyfriend. I was like, something's wrong. Like something is different. I remember Lauren did telling me, Lauren had like a meltdown. I She's like, meltdown. I don't know. She's like, I, I don't know. I was just, we were so much more excited around each other. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly And then what we just was. got comfortable. And it's actually better, probably. Right. And that's what a lot of people say. There's this fear of um, leaving the intensifying stage. And that's actually why, unfortunately, why a lot of people break up because they're like, I don't, I can't not have this feeling. And so I'm going to seek it somewhere else. Oh my God. That's guys. That was, I was with, what's his name? Six six months. Yeah. Yeah. He's intensifying with another broad out there. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's like scary to leave it. But like what Lauren was saying, ultimately it ends up really being better. And it doesn't mean you can't still have intensifying moments because we have those in our relationships, even long-term ones. Um, but that whole stage is over. So like I said, you can, uh, terminate after intensifying, or you can move on to the next stage, which is called integrating. And integrating is you guys are like almost like a social unit. People know you together. And again, this happens in friendships. I really think you three guys are probably integrated when you say you guys are integrated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You guys are integrated. Um, Lauren, you and Jack are probably in this stage, I would guess, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, And uh, I would even say, Ashley and Jared, you guys are integrated as a friendship because Mm -hmm. you're comfortable. You're like, you know, people know you as a social unit. So anytime you know a couple as a social unit or, um, you know, you're just kind of super comfortable and you're in that stage, um, integrating, this one can last for a very long time. Um, you know, years at a time, if, if that's how your relationship is, uh, before you may or may not move to the next stage. Do you guys have any questions about integrating? No, but I just kind of had like a realization moment of my life and I've never made it past intensifying. Which is like okay. interesting to know. Just by friendship. Well, in, I'm in sorry, a relationship and a romantic yeah. relationship, I've right. never made it past intensifying. Yeah. I've a, always well, wanted neither, then neither have I. I've always wanted to be integrated and it's yeah. never yeah. yeah. So it's kind You'll of cool there. to know the stage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. um, yeah. As far as the uh, intensifying one goes, you say that it's like a a, a frenzy of positive like ecstasy hormones i think but can it also be like channeled through anxiety <laughs> uh, you mean, yes are you thinking about me like flipping out i'm thinking about you flipping out i'm thinking about like a lot of the times like, flipping out we yeah. almost in part of us was while we're so nervous and we're so scared yes. that like it's gonna end we also yes. kind of get a weird high off yeah of it. right absolutely um this is also a stage where you see um, so many people, because there's a heightened level of self-disclosure, self-disclosure in this stage as well. So disclosing about yourself, talking about yourself. So of course that produces anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, oh my gosh, is this person liking my social media? Because no, you're in that stage. Yeah. I live in intensifying. Like <laughs> I literally get my mail sent to this stage. That is, that is where I reside. Intensifying. So what's the, okay, what's and, the and fifth then five one? is forever dying is that, together. Yeah, five, five is called bonding. So bonding is usually characterized by some kind of public ritual, like a wedding or with friendships. It's just like, hey, we're exclusive. We're going to be friends forever. You know, like slit your 
hand and do the wolf pack thing or whatever. So some kind of bonding. Um, Ashley, Lauren, are we going to be friends forever? We can do a wolf pack. We could definitely do that. Oh, three man wolf pack. And you know what? You guys might be in bonding. To be honest with you, if you you feel that way, um, we're going to do stages of coming apart. So does it mean like, well, I would hope you guys are friends forever, but I'm just saying people have bonded and fell out of bonding as well. Let me just so, say, I the, guess I can say the that. next five steps when you tell us where the relationship crumbles, oh, I'm going to be looking anxiety. for all of these and I'm going to make them up in my head and I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> well, before, no, Lauren, before Lauren loses her shit, um, <laughs> I have, did you have a question, Ashley? Because I have a screenshot from a couple questions of our listeners yeah, that I want to ask about this stage before yeah, I move okay. on. Okay, well, yes, I was going to say, it's interesting because it's funny how you can have people in your life that you're like, oh, we're going to be friends for life, like no doubt. But then it, then you're not, and it's not like you had a falling out. So I guess you mm-hmm. can be in that bonding phase forever. I think that once you like get into your 20s, if you find a best friend in your 20s, those usually last for a lifetime. But the ones like from high school. Absolutely. And this is something I talk about with my students. And we actually usually take like a class poll. um, How many of you guys lost a best friend that you had when you were a kid due to just growing apart? I think we kind of change a little bit from 20 to 25. And so like when you make friends with someone as a kid, you're making friends because of similarities like the same music and then as you get older sometimes you grow apart i think it's more lifestyle it's more interest as a kid and then more lifestyle as an adult absolutely yep welding instructor alex declare knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact um, so my question to you is from a listener named Haley. Hi, Haley. And Haley is, I don't know what stage she's in, but I'm just going to read you all the questions and then I'm sure you can have like a summation answer. But she really likes this guy and she asked, at what stage in a relationship is it appropriate to say the words, I love you? Can you put a timer straight on something like that? Do you feel that some people wait too long or say it too soon? Can dropping the L word be the demise of a relationship? And how long is too long? Should I tell him I love him? Or do you think the guy should be the one to drop the L word first? So since you're a communication consultant and you know all these stages, what do you think Haley should do, Jen? Well, I would avoid saying I love you. Well, in the initiating, obviously. Um, Or in the experimenting. Uh, This is going to blow your mind. But I had a guy, I was dating him for one week. And on our one week anniversary, we met at a park for a picnic and he had like a poster board draped over his shirt and it said, his name is Mario. Super Mario loves you. Happy no. one week anniversary. Shut up. And then you broke up with him immediately. I did. I was like, and that's. She got on her Mario Kart and tripped over some banana peels, and she's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, my God, that's literally the initiation stage. No, that is. that's, like, the first step of your experiment. No, that is making of a murder, you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Nats, for putting that very concisely. Wow. No, that's exactly right. And so, um, obviously, (laughs) the first two stages, we're avoiding saying, I love you. Um, I caution people to say it in intensifying only because... 
there might be something else speaking. It might be kind of those endorphins speaking. Yeah. It might be these feelings of lust rather than feelings of love. So that's going to be, you know, three to six months in. So, you know, some people say, oh my gosh, that seems so long. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, like, I would say that months? normally I would say it'd be around the three, four month period. No, but see, right. I think based off these stages now but that, that we're you educated, should wait until six. you should wait till you're integrated and people know that you're together. And that seems like a very safe place to to say I the think word. like right, right when you're being integrated, that's yeah. when I think you would. So do then, that. what is that? Seven months? Yeah, yeah. That. Jen. Yeah, you know, it, it depends for every couple, but I think around six to seven months for my husband and I, and I was, you guys, I was holding out waiting for him to say it first. It was nine months and I wanted to die waiting that long. Like Aww. it was ridiculous. That's a, but, that feels, uh, but, I feel you. I also just want to say to everyone listening, obviously this is an average, right, Jen? Because I know a lot of you are going to be like, well, I met my husband after a week and we got married and everything's amazing. And I think that totally can happen. I think we're just speaking for the average. Yeah, I mean, we're from Bachelor Nation. We know it happens quick. You know, we say I love you. I'm obsessed with the show that like puts together people super quickly. We just saw like, you know, Evan and Carly and all this. So yes, these stages are more of just kind of a guideline that works for most, but not for all. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, for okay, sure. So Haley should say, I love you in the integrating stage. I still, I mean, for my personal non-clinical professional opinion, I think she should wait for the guy to say it. I think so too. Cause I think so too, but I know these days with like, I don't know, feminism and all this stuff, like yeah. I know that's not the correct answer, but that's just my opinion. Don't you feel like it has to do with a hunting psycho- psychology with them? Yes. It's like, they, I think there's a psychology yes. where they I should even gender be gender studies it too. And yeah. it absolutely is a hunter thing. Yes. Right. Okay. All right, Haley. Well, hopefully that answers your question. All right. On to the very anxiety inducing stages of ending a relationship that I am very proficient in. <laughs> Yeah, so please <laughs> don't overanalyze any of your relationships or friendships. Listeners, you guys too, don't freak out. But it's good to know these stages. And it's also good to be aware if you're the one that's in the stage with someone so that you can have those, you know, conversations with them um, if you need to. So stage one is called differentiating. And differentiating is the very first stage of coming apart. And it's just slight feelings of stress. Um, you just start to experience this kind of feelings of stress in the relationship. And I would say one of the biggest indicators of this stage would be if you focus on I rather than we. Does that make wow. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're more interested in like, what can I do rather than like, like say we have plans. You're like, you know what? I don't really want to do that. Why don't you go ahead and go and I'll just stay home. Okay. So... That's kind of differentiating. You're starting to feel a little bit of stress in the relationship. Or the other person is. Right. Or the other person. It could go either way. And sometimes with all of these coming apart stages, you may may not even know the other person is feeling this way until a little bit later. So they could be differentiating. And you're like, I I have no idea you were feeling stress in the relationship. So um, there's that to keep in mind, too. And also you can experience differentiating and go right back to bonding or go right back to integrating. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think like, that's important these, these to say. Not... Yeah. Like there's highs and yes. lows in every relationship. Absolutely. I can honestly say in my marriage, I've differentiated and we're fine. We're like, yes, very much in love. So yes. Um, okay. So then you can, um, and then people always ask my students ask, how long will it last? And I'm like, I don't know. It totally depends. Everything depends on the context of your relationship. Mm-hmm. 
So differentiating can last a very short time, like literally a week or a long time. So just depends. Right. If you move, do you guys have any questions on that one? I don't Not think so. Pretty cut and dry okay. right there. Okay, so then you can move on if you do choose to move on to the next stage of coming apart. It's called circumscribing. And circumscribing, uh, if you... Nah, <laughs> so mature. No, not... not no, mature thing. Like, know, to I circumscribe, know. to put a circle around something. So right. think of claustrophobic. This is a stage where you feel a little bit claustrophobic in the relationship. And because you're feeling this sense of claustrophobia, you're probably going to kind of constrict your self-disclosure or how much you talk about yourself because you're feeling, like, a little overwhelmed in the relationship. Um, and you might constrict a little bit of your, um, like, shared activities because you're feeling a little bit claustrophobic. So, okay, so more of, like, just trying to get away from them. Yeah, not not to the – I mean, we're not down to stage four yet. Oh, okay. So you're not that bad, but you're just feeling senses of claustrophobia. Like, you get overwhelmed like this- by the idea of being around them. Yeah, like a little bit. Like if you were stuck in a, you know, a car, a four-hour car ride to Vegas, you might be a little bit like annoyed. Whereas if you're in intensifying, you're like, yes, four hours in the car. Okay. <laughs> Got it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that type of thing. So what, it sounds like this is coming from the perspective of the person who's like getting over the relationship. But no, you just got to flip it. What's happening to the person on the other side? They're freaking out. They're not feeling claustrophobic. They're feeling like they need to like well, be clean. Clearly, clearly, she's giving us the perspective of yeah. signs to telling your partner that may be looking to break up. Yes. Okay. Yeah, all right. all right. So if you feel like, yeah, so if you feel like they feel claustrophobic, then you're like, uh-oh, then maybe they're exactly. in the circumscribing and we should have a conversation. Maybe for Ashley, say it from the other perspective. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Because yeah. like I'm like, I'm not relating anymore. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so oh, okay. Okay. listening, let's say it from the single desperate girl's perspective. I'm yeah. just kidding. We're not desperate. No, no. I'm just so kidding. the next stage is called stagnating. And if I'm the person that feels stagnating, I feel, think of stagnant water, guys. So think of, picture that in your head. It's mm-hmm. not moving, right? It's not going anywhere. So if you're the person that's feeling this stage, you feel like it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're the Ashley person in the relationship, you feel like um, the other person um, is almost a hollow shell mm. of the former person. So, so you're like, I don't st- even know you anymore. Yeah. Remember yeah. stage three and coming together was intensifying. Mm-hmm. This is the, like the opposite of that. You start to close yourself off from the other person. So if, if you're the person that's feeling the stagnating, you're like, oh my gosh, they're closing themselves off from me. Why are they doing that? Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Yes, I'm very familiar with this stage. This that's is, like this the stage, feeling of ghosting, kind of. Right. We're, yeah, we're almost to that ghosting stage. And it is, I'll tell you what, stagnating is a terrible feeling, either side of it, really. I was just going to say, um, I feel like this is the worst stage yeah. ever. Because you're just, like, losing something that you want, and you don't understand why. This and is I, making me sad. I think this is that time. <laughs> it, it, well, it's a time where even a lot of people that come to Heartbroken Anonymous yeah. and myself, it's when you ask yourself, what went wrong? What changed? Yes. What changed? And I think that is such a great point, Naz, is stagnating is what changed. Because you're not moving anymore. So what changed? Um, but if you're starting to feel those feelings, like that's a good time once again to have that conversation. I'll give you some tips that I'm talking about when I say have a conversation um, when I go through the stages. So the next stage is avoidance. And that's our ghosting stage, right? Avoidance. Mm-hmm. So 
you avoid the person if you live together or if you are in a friendship where you see that person on a regular basis you're still like physically distancing yourself from each other Mm -hmm. um kind of i don't know if this makes sense but superficial politeness Mm -hmm. like yeah yes yes yeah um there is a movie oh gosh what is it called ashley you'll probably know it has justin timberlake and mila kunis and they're like friends with friends Friends with benefits. And there's a great scene where she just keeps like ignoring his calls. Um, That is the avoiding stage. Like that's exactly what it looks like. So they haven't broken up or ended their relationship, but she's just not interested. So my new favorite term is superficial politeness. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just this kind of um, going through the motions, not really wanting to be there. So you'll know if you're the one in this stage if you receive a te- text message from your significant other and you're like, nope, no thanks. Like, Same. I don't want, yeah, I don't want to answer that. Um, and if you're on the other end of it, you're going to just feel avoided. You're going to feel like someone's avoiding you. Okay. This is um, like the awkward tiptoeing around, uh, like walking on, egg not broken eggshells. Egg walking on eggshells. Walking, walking on, walking on. on <laughs> 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 eggshells. But yes, yes, this is ghosting. This yep. is Ghostbuster. And this is ghosting, except with those rare exceptions, because that first caller for your first Ghostbusting, I was like, oh, this is not necessarily this coming apart stage. I don't yeah. know. I yeah. like yeah. He was just reclusive. On. Right, exactly. Right. So um, again, you kind of have to figure out really what's behind the avoidance. But I would say nine out of 10 times, it's because they're in the stages of coming apart. All right. I know this is very, very important information for all of us who want to be in a relationship or are in a relationship. However, need to take a moment for our sponsor, BioClarity. You guys, it's a new year. Start a new healthy habit. This skincare routine is going to help you boost your confidence. It's helped me so much. Um, before I started using it, I used to have dry, irritated skin because I used to use this stuff, you know, that was made for acne, people who are acne prone. But that pencil peroxide can really break your skin down and make you dry and irritated. But BioClarity doesn't. It delivers clear, glowing skin and reduces redness and boosts my natural beauty. I use it twice a day without worrying about any excess irritation. It's packed with botanicals and new Floralux, which won't irritate your skin. Floralux is an ingredient derived by chlorophyll. Yeah, the green stuff in plants. So it's clean, it's green, and it's never mean to your skin. Just go to bioclarity.com and our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. It's a $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code, which is GETIT, G-E-T-I-T. So head over to bioclarity.com, enter our code GETIT. And we want to hear everything about your skin after you start using this for a couple weeks. Is it more calm? Is it less red? Are your pores smaller? Do you have less breakouts let us know tweet me at ashley Iko. we love your feedback on all of our sponsors so what's the last stage and then how do we stop them (laughs) the last stage is called terminating how appropriate right terminating and that just means you know the relationship ends it can be short or it can be drawn out just depending on the nature of the relationship um can you terminate and go back together terminate and go back together Yup, and a lot of people do. Um, and there's lots of ways to terminate. I mean, you could totally 
burger sticky note it to someone (laughs) you could like text it you could face to face I always say like you know be courteous face to face but that's not always the modern thing to do yeah unfortunately well that was actually leading into my next question that doesn't necessarily have to do with the stages but you did mention at the top of the podcast that we are limiting our face-to-face communication so what can millennials specifically do to get around that affecting relationships facetiming well i mean it's something that i tell my students i actually have them do this experiment where they go with no technology for 24 hours Mm -hmm. um they have to actually chart their technology first so chart it first and see how you do it and then go without it um they dread it they dread this assignment and then all of them love it after they've done it how do they not so, cheat well they that's just like go the on bachelor. Their phone when they go home so of course when they yes. take our phones away during the yes. bachelor at the first it gets better and better each time for some reason but the first time they do you keep reaching for it for like 24 hours you're like oh where's my phone it's in the sheets it's like no it's gone and then a couple of days later you're used to it and you start liking it but when you do the show four times like me you know how like good it is for your soul and brain so mm-hmm. you're like oh, oh you want my phone here it is yeah it's good it's good because you know you're gonna grow and you're going to communicate so much better without it but i also feel like that's why they move through nap stages successfully Mm -hmm. and quickly right because they're totally mindful and present because you kind of well i mean there's some distractions but it's it's not like what we have um, it's absolutely why i mean it's everyone not people not everyone people that knock on the show i personally get so offended and frustrated because and i've said this before on the podcast is this day and age you get a dossier on someone from a dating app you can google anyone's name you know who they're friends with how much money they make where they live and on the show someone walks out of a limo and you don't know anything about them and your phone's taken away and you're literally dedicating a part of your life up to two months of your life to get to know people right which like unfortunately we don't have that luxury in the real world but like what if we did that would be amazing yeah and we can't skirt around issues if you're having a problem or you're like not feeling it or you are feeling it you're really encouraged to you have to address it you can't just be like oh you know what i'm just gonna avoid i'm just going to avoid you can't avoid yeah let me ask you a question going back to like i guess the differentiating like you are your boyfriend is trying to do things without you like what is the best way to fix that and go back to like the romantic stages yeah how can we reverse all of these yes so to kind of help with if someone is feeling any of these stages um what you're going to want to do is something that we call perception perception checking and a perception check has three stages so the first stage is a description of some kind of behavior you're noticing so you're going to describe to them hey it seems like you're kind of more focused on yourself than of of us Um, step two give at least one interpretation of why I always say two because then they have they have a choice. Mm-hmm. So hey, um, it seems like you're more focused on yourself than us. Is it because you're upset with me, or is it because work is really hard on you right now? Mm. And like then, that. yeah, and then step three is then obviously requests for clarification. So um, 
then they, they can say, you know what, actually, I am a little bit upset with you. This has been frustrating me in our relationship or no, it, it's my work. And I'm really sorry that I'm taking it out on you. Um, or they can say neither of those things and just whatever it really is. So I love perception checking. I think we should totally be doing it in any scenario, um, whether it be friendships or romantic relationships or even family members. If someone does something that's weird to you and just kicks off your spidey sense, totally do a perception check. Can't hurt. I have um, a question about intensifying. Um, Do you have any advice? Ashley brought up the fact that sometimes in intensifying, not only is it very exciting and you have feelings of euphoria, but on the reverse side of that plate, um, you can also have very intense feelings of anxiety and not being yourself and putting a lot of pressure on what are we, what are we, what are we, in order to move on to the integrating stage, which I think I've definitely done in the past. Do you have any advice for people like me? Yeah, knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) But like, Um, (laughs) you know, are there like tactics or like, you know, techniques yeah, well, you know, I always say find the root of your struggles. So what are the what's like the root of your anxiety? Is it you're worried that he's going to leave you? Are you worried he's going to not like you for X, Y, Z? So first of all, figure out the, like the root of your struggles and then see if you can, you know, cut the root out, like figure out how to get rid of it. You kind of have to figure out what's causing the anxiety. Right. I think for me, it's like past experience, you know, mm-hmm. yes. it's like that, yeah. that fear of like, you know, if someone threw you off a cliff at that stage yep. every time. So I, so then I get really scared. I'm like, oh, this is where I get thrown yep. off. And then yeah. I, and then I become less of Naz, um, which yep. hurt, which I think definitely hurts. But I think because I'm so self-aware of this and through therapy with Dr. Mike, I'm definitely getting better. Yes, Dr. But, Mike, talk uh, about it for sure. He is the best. Uh, You've really pinpointed yeah. your struggles and you, you know have. what's going on. It's just like, now how do I stop like, the terrible like, stomach ache I get? find someone to apply it to, yeah. all the lessons. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, um, apply the lessons. And focus on that particular relationship. I really had to do this with my husband because my big, which was kind of a bad, big situation. Mm -hmm. Um, he cheated on me multiple times, kept going back, kept cheating on me. Um, so I just right off the bat, didn't trust my husband, gave me no Mm -hmm. reason not to trust him, but just didn't because of my past. And I had to remember, look, focus on this guy. So now just try to focus on whatever guy is in front of you and hopefully like, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt and a clean slate. Absolutely. I think Ashley's right. I I definitely know all of this now. It's just a matter of like finding someone to like practice it with. And I think like the the, practice, if I may allow myself, (laughs) (laughs) the person that she's like currently, um, thinking of, she's probably already too far down the rabbit hole since she's known him before all of this knowledge. I actually wasn't thinking about him. No, no. Oh, I was thinking of like my next new person. Oh, well, Ashley's you. referring to my big, <laughs> which I told yeah. you, I don't think I'm ending up with my big. I you still think, think she's I ending am. up with him. I do not think Time that. will tell. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever is meant to be is meant to be. I really believe that. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued 
at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I think we have to go back to that question. You, you talked about how you had the, the technology detox, but I don't think we finished that thought. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me finish the thought. So I would just say when you are in those um, relationships, the, and, and especially the romantic ones where you're trying to get through the stages, um, maybe try to do some of small detoxing in the moment. So that means no cell phones uh, while you're eating uh, or on the date um, or put them away or leave them in the car and just see how it goes. Um, talk about it openly. You know, I really want this relationship to to work. I really like you, um, but I really value face-to-face communication. To me, that channel, that medium of communication is really important. Can we like put our cell phones away? I have a great question. <laughs> oh, man. People have different different preferences when it comes to communicating via technology. Yes. Like Naz and Lauren both love to be texted all day long about just random things, about mundane things, just like as long as they're yes. showing interest throughout the day. I, however no problemo with like a few texts here or there and then like a nice FaceTime or like a 15, 20 minute call at the end of the day. But do you mean every day? Cause that's... I mean every day you, okay. Then you're the same as me. Really? Yeah. Oh, because you're... a few texts and FaceTime a day is exactly what you just said. Mundane. How are you? How are you? Okay. So you, the thing that Ashley and I differentiate on, I thought was that I want to hear from the person every day, oh, but I, you didn't care to hear from them every day. Oh, I think this now? is in reference to like a big situation oh, okay. where it's like somebody who's not in your daily life. Like I'm pretty satisfied right. like, to hear from him every now and right. then. But in a relationship, don't no, you want to hear? Of course in yeah, a relationship, yeah. you need him throughout the day. That's but what I'm talking about. Okay. No, no, no. Let's clarify. Lauren needs to hear from him once an hour no no every two hours <laughs> every two hours a little crazy but, but i wouldn't flip unless it was like getting to like i haven't heard from him in like five hours i'm literally fine if i get a morning and a night text. okay if i know that you're busy text. at work but if i don't hear from you in the morning or if i don't hear from you till like six yeah i don't know i'm like eh. yeah okay a morning text is really what's most all of this is me. leading to my question how much <laughs> of an anno- like how important is it for people who to be dating somebody of a similar communication style um i think more important than that is just setting up expectations yes so yes i'm yes. so mature now <laughs> it's God. like you yes. have the conversation in the beginning right yes. and you're yes. like this is what i want yes. yes this is kind of what i would like to see in the relationship um what would you like to see what would make you comfortable and then you can kind of collaborate from there and negotiate from there um, because obviously if you're on both ends of the spectrum, you're like every minute of every day yeah. and he's like, no thanks. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. It's like, you're writing a contract. It's like, I would like two texts an hour. <laughs> it's like a one prenup. Seven oh my God, yeah. kid, that would be so amazing if you had to sign those. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, at what point in the relationship do you have that conversation? At what stage? Is that like right in the beginning? Is that an intensifying? That's experimenting. Yeah. I would say towards the end of... Well, yeah, I guess when you're 
ending experimenting and and then entering into intensifying mm-hmm. because clearly you don't want to intensify with someone if they're just not going to Give be the way. right like yeah communication partner for you like if that's something that's really important for you that then then probably not because you're just going to be anxious the entire relationship you're just going to be have anxiety that's lauren that's lauren with certain people in her past Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, any other questions, guys? I feel like I do. Can I give you guys one more thing? Yes. Yeah. And that is, um, if you want to kind of take, I call it take the pulse of any relationship, I have four questions to just Ooh. kind of ponder. Okay. Right. Oh, we love this. Yeah. Okay. Everyone um, listening is going to love this. These are from, these are not my questions. These are from Maya Angelou. She's like a poet. I'm sure oh, you guys yeah. know. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Maya Angelou was more than a poet then. Yes. Yes. Um, so here are the four questions for you to ponder. Ready? Yes. Number one, do you see me? Okay. Number two, do you care that I'm here? Okay. Number three, am I enough for you? Or do you need me to be better in some way? Okay. Okay. And number four, can I tell that I'm special to you by the way that you look at me? Aw, I like that. So if you kind of um, ponder these questions with some person in mind, and you're getting a bunch of no's, you know, do you see me? No. Do you care that I'm here? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when you need to kind of figure out that relationship. You took the pulse. It's not real strong. Wait, what was the last one? I can't write as fast Can as Can I guys. tell oh, that I'm special, I'm special to you by the way you, you look at me? By the way that you look at me. The do you see me? Is that, can you elaborate? I just think like, in my opinion, do you see me is, do you really get me? Um, get me. Yeah. Okay. Do you get me? Do you see me? I feel like these are great questions for everyone listening to ask yourself about your big, if you have a big, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people, no, no, no. If the answer is no, 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 (laughs) then maybe that's how you know if this person should be in your life. It tells you a story. Yeah. Yeah. They're worth, you know, kind of spending time and energy on. All right. Well, Jen, fantastic. We're definitely going to keep you in our uh, repertoire so that we can bring you on. Please do. We'd love to come back. Yes, you are a wealth of knowledge. And I'm so flattered that you knew so many things about us. Please keep listening to us now that you've talked to us. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Of course I will. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye, Jen. Thanks, guys. Take care. So interesting. That was really good. We learned a lot. We Uh, learned so much. I hope you guys like that. Those questions are dominant. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Maya Angelou, man. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I need a post. What a keeper. That <laughs> one. Be a meme. I mean, we're going into Black History Month. Yeah, whenever I see I quotes from my... her, I go, hmm. who, I like, who wrote that? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. She's <laughs> just so amazing. Very All right, good. guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe. Hit us up on socials. Let us know what you thought. Actually, I was reading some of our reviews yesterday. Yeah, and I'm they're scared. so great. Oh, okay, they're good. so great. I think that when we started telling you guys to write reviews, you really started doing it. So I was like going all back to the summer and you writing the sweetest things makes my day. It really does. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried. Really I'm fitting. scared to look at the reviews. Well, yeah, because and then, some uh, of them are sad. If they're okay, then I'll read them. No, those Towards the end, when we got the fans writing, they've been really, really nice. You guys are the best. We seriously talk about you and love you guys so much. Yep. Um, all, right. all right, guys. We'll subscribe, and we will see you next week. Or bye hear bye. you next week. Bye. bye. Talk to bye, you next bye, week. Bye. bye. I don't get it. Podcast.